Today's daf is Maseches Bab Mitzia Dav Gimel. Our opening discussion here is about Shvuat Modeh Mitzah, the type of oath that a person takes when they admit only half of a claim. A person claims a certain amount of money, say you owe me $100, and the person who owes the money doesn't deny that he owes money, but he only admits the portion of the money. He says, I owe you 50 and the rest, the Torah requires that this person has to take a shvoy, has to take an oath, that the rest of the money he doesn't, in fact, require to owe, to owe that person. We learn the rationale offered by Rabbah, which we discussed actually quite recently, Baba Kama Kuvzayin, we discussed over there, the idea that a person fools themselves, they think, How, what am I doing? I'm, I'm saying to a person, I owe you this amount, but I don't owe the rest. What does that actually mean? How does that actually work? Says Rabbah in the Gemara, here is the source, there's a chazaka, a person won't have the chutzpah to lie in front of his creditor who lent him the money. Really, he'd like to deny the whole thing. But he's not that level of chutzpah. He's not that level of, of disrespect to this person. And therefore, he takes an oath. And the goal of this, the court says, oh, you've got to swear. You've got to take an oath that you don't owe the rest of the money. And the person says, oh, I've got to swear. That means I'm actually going to tell a lie. And the hope is that will intimidate him. Either he's going to lie, he's going to straight out lie, or he chooses to actually tell the truth and admit to paying the full amount. So Rishonim discuss what was Rabbah actually asking in this, in this discussion. Tosos explains, Tosos explained that the Rabbah wanted to understand why this guy isn't exempt altogether from taking an oath. Why does he have to even take it in the first place? We could apply a Migo argument. How does a Migo argument work? Since he could have denied the entire amount, he could have said, I don't know you anything. So we should look at this guy and say, but he didn't do that, right? He didn't say, I, I don't owe you anything. Standing in front of the person who's saying, you owe me this money, he didn't say that. So we should take him on his word. He says, I do owe you. I just don't owe you the whole thing. The answer is, and that's an amigo argument. He could have said it, and he didn't say it. And therefore, since he didn't say it, we shouldn't make him swear on the rest. The answer is, that's also, that amigo does not apply or exempt in a situation where there's a claim that he will have the chutzpah to lie. Others, the Rimagash, the Ramam and Hilchos Malvivalove, 13th Perak, Halacha Gimel, they say that a Migo argument can never exempt a person from taking an oath, from taking a Shua. Rabbah, so therefore, what was Rabbah coming to do? Rabbah was coming to explain why, specifically, in a situation of Modeb and Mixus, when a person admits to partial, a partial repayment, the Torah requires a Shua. The Torah requires an oath. Comes the Baal Flower of Horowitz in his Panim Yafos, his commentary on the Torah. Sefer Dvarim in the first chapter, first paragraph, where it talks about the laws of judges. And he says, in truth, we should be able to say the judges, say with the Dayanim, if you see on the face of this guy that he's a machutzav, he's a chutzpan, he's a person who doesn't care, he doesn't have any shame, he'll go, he'll do, he'll this, he'll lie. He has no shame at all in front of the guy he owes money to. So they should believe him when he's, when he's actually modem a mixa, like we said before. He says, I owe you money, so you've got to believe the person. Well, why, is he even, why is he even admitting to part of it? So since someone like this person is willing to tell a lie, he can deny the whole thing. There's no, then there's no chazaka. There's no presumption that he wouldn't have so much chutzpah. Quotes from the Pasuk in Yeshayahu, the third chapter, Paragimel, Pasuk Tes, Hakarat Pnehem Anta Bam. Rashi explains that people can be read on their faces based on their facial expression, that they're full of chutzpah. So to prevent the judges from doing this, from looking at these people and, and making a decision based on how they look, it's going to create bias. So the Torah warns the Dayanim. It says, Sefer Dvari, Parakalaf, Pasuk Lo Takiru You're not allowed to show favor when you're a judge. You're not allowed to show favor, pick favorites. In other words, it's forbidden 
for a judge to decide based on the facial expression or some external superficial concept that's going to cause the judge to be swayed has to be totally impartial. These two people standing before him has to see the evidence, has to look deeply. And that's the lesson over here. Of course, this is not just a lesson for the judges, not just for Dayani. We're all judges. We're all judgmental of other people based on their appearance. We see a person, we think they're this way, they're that way. We make a decision when we think about the person. Torah says, Lo takiru Don't just look at the face. The Rebbe Ali Melech Menezhen taught us in his beautiful tefillah, Kodam the tefillah, the prayer before the prayer. We should be zochet to be able to see the good in other people and not their deficiencies. To see beyond the panim, to see the good points and point them out and tell people how wonderful and amazing they really are.